Hello and welcome to Champlain Football with Martin Tokley and Richard Steele. seem to be uh, much in the first yellow card but um, the battle between Mings and Zahar was a very interesting one all game. Bit of handbags as well which resulted in Mings getting sent off ultimately. Hit an absolute worldie for Getafe. If you've not seen this check this out on YouTube uh, or on social media. Uh, nutmegged the, the Celta player and hit a rocket from outside the box uh, into, the, into the top left corner. Nothing that Celta's keeper could, could do about it. So hello and welcome to Champlain Football, the British soccer podcast by two English guys living in and around Montreal and occasionally their Australian friend Chris as well. Thank you for joining us today. My name's Richard. Uh, unfortunately, I am alone today. Martin is ill. Chris is unavailable. So I'm just going to be running through a few things for you. Uh, game week 15 is in the bag of the Premier League. And we've had a few games from game week 16 as well, which I'll talk to you about. Um, and I'll also be going through our predictions for game week 16 and 17, which is coming up next weekend. And talking about fantasy football, 2CW, and a few other bits and bobs as well. Game week 15 began with second and third in the EPL on the day playing each other, Leicester City against Man United. This finished a draw 2-2. Leicester twice came from a goal down to earn a draw with United and ended their amazing away record. Would have tied Chelsea's 2008 record for 11 away wins in a row, but it has just been kept at 10. Uh, Marcus Rashford opened the scoring for Man United after um, a Blair, a blatant miss, in fact, a beautiful pass through for Fernandez that he headed over uh, from the six-yard box before Harvey Barnes hit a great, great goal um, just before halftime with his left peg, equaling his goal tally from last season of seven. Then in the second half, uh, Cavani played a beautiful uh, through ball for Fernandez to take United ahead. And then uh, Jamie Vardy had a late strike deflected in off a United defender to earn the draw at five minutes from time. Uh, fair result all told, stats were pretty even in terms of, of shots on target, Leicester just shading possession. And it was a game that uh, was our game of the week. Uh, Martin and Cass and Natasha all went for United away wins. I was quite lucky. I predicted a two-all draw, so uh, kicking off the, the predictions with a perfect score. And uh, our friend and listener Tim Dunn went for a 2-1 Leicester win, which uh, wasn't the case, unfortunately, this time. But uh, a good game to start off the game week. The second game of game week 15 was Aston Villa hosting Crystal Palace, which finished 3-0, a comfortable win for Aston Villa despite the loss of Tyrone Mings just before half-time. A game that's kind of notable for uh, our fantasy comments last week. We mentioned a couple of Villa players that you might think about putting in your team. Emiliano Martinez, the goalkeeper, was one that um, Martin mentioned, another clean sheet for him. We also mentioned Bertrand Traore, uh, the Burkina Faso winger, who scored for a second consecutive match early on in the game. 
Uh, and Ollie Watkins, who I have in my team, uh, still not scoring a goal, hit the post a bit later on, but managed three assists, an assist for all of the, the Villa goals. And it was pretty comfortable in the end. Um, apart from Zaha uh, going through early on, forcing a save from Martinez out, after outpacing Tyrone Mings, Bertrand Traore uh, was in the right place at the right time in the fifth minute to put Villa ahead after Watkins had a shot saved by Guaita. Um, Mings was sent off just before half-time for a second yellow card. Didn't seem to be uh, much in the first yellow card, but um, the battle between Mings and Zaha was a very interesting one all game. In the second half, despite being down to 10 men uh, and despite having uh, the majority of possession for the other team, uh, Villa still managed uh, to get a lot of shots in and counter-attack well. Their uh, second goal came from Courtney Hawes after Ollie Watkins headed onto the bar and El Ghazi, who Martin mentioned last week, who had about seven or eight shots in the previous game, scoring the final goal of the game after uh, a pass from Ollie Watkins, who later hit the post as well. Six games without a goal for Watkins, but three assists today. Can't complain too much. We all predicted a Villa win for that. Martin went 2-1, I went 2-0, and Tim Dunn went 1-0. So a nice game for us all there. We now move to Fulham hosting Southampton on Saturday, December 26th, which finished 0-0. Fulham have now drawn their last four games, and Southampton have now only lost one in their last 13 games away from home, winning six and drawing six. Martin had gone for a one-all draw, as had I, and Tim Dunn had gone for a 3-1 away win for Southampton. A draw was probably a fair result, even though Southampton did have the ball in the Fulham net twice, ruled off by VAR for offside both times. Fulham did have uh, a good few opportunities uh, Loftus-Cheek putting in a great ball that Lookman set across to Angisa, which uh, he completely mishit early on in the game uh, Cavalero as well had uh, a header akin to the chance Marcus Rashford had against Leicester that he definitely should have put on target um, for Southampton James Ward-Prowse hit a beautiful free kick which was saved by Ariola as well we've been talking about how good he is from dead ball situations this season but overall, uh, a fair result, even though Fulham uh, had t- 10 shots to Southampton's three, Southampton two on target, and Fulham just the one. Game number four of game week 15 was a bit of a surprise for everyone except for our friend and listener Tim Dunn. Arsenal hosted Chelsea and ran out 3-1 winners. Martin had predicted a 2-1 away win. I had predicted a 3-0 away win, but Tim had predicted a 1-0 home win for Arsenal. So congratulations, Tim. Arsenal there picking up their first win since November the 1st. This was their first win after tasting defeat or a draw in seven games. Alexander Lacazette putting in a penalty first off after Kieran Tierney seemed to be bundled over by Rhys James. Not too sure there was a lot in that. Following that, uh, Granite Shaka, who was back after his suspension, hit a beautiful free free kick and to put Arsenal 2-0 up. And then in the second half, Bukayo Saka had uh, a bit of a fluky goal across that found the top corner to put Arsenal 3-0 up and the game out of reach. There was a late rally from Chelsea. Tammy Abraham, a player who Martin has championed in fantasy as well in recent weeks, uh, getting a consolation goal chesting in across from Hodson Odoi. And a late penalty, Mason Mount taken down in the box. Was unfortunately quite a weak one from Jorginho. Burnt Leno saved it quite comfortably, and that was that. 
Now we come to Manchester City Newcastle, a game which finished 2-0 but could potentially have been a lot more. Martin had gone for 5-0, Man City I'd gone for 4-2 so luckily got the bonus point for the goal difference there. Tim Dunn went for 2 all. It was uh, a game that Man City dominated, 75% possession, 6-2 in terms of shots on target. City got off the mark with Gundogan being teed up by Sterling in the box after outmaneuvering a couple of players. Uh, could have had another one when Kevin De Bruyne was put clean through, but Carl Darlow made uh, a great save, one of a number that he made. Uh, in the second half, John Stones had a header that he put wide before Torres doubled the lead. Sterling and Silva also spurned chances before Dalo made a great save against Aguero at the death. Uh, it was a customary win for Man City. Uh, it was their 12th win in a row of this particular fixture and uh, probably one that we could, we could all have seen coming. No Callum Wilson for Newcastle, who was rested after um, Newcastle were dumped out of the EFL Cup by Brentford earlier in the week. Newcastle now just one point from their last three games, and you've got to say it looks like no Wilson, no goal at the moment for them. Uh, definitely a person to add to your fantasy team if you're looking at Newcastle players, and i got to just reiterate Martin's suggestion of John Stones, who was in the City team again. Another clean sheet and a lot cheaper than many City defenders at 4.9 mil. The final game on Saturday, December 26th was Sheffield United, bottom club in the Premier League hosting Everton. This finished 1-0 to Everton. Martin predicted a 3-1 away win, getting two points there. Tim Dunn predicted a 2-0 away win and I predicted a draw. So I was cursing Sigurdsson's uh, late goal there, which cost me my three points. Um, it was a very tight game, uh, lots of speculative efforts from Everton. Uh, from Iwobi, from Sigurdsson, and uh, Martin was nearly correct in his prediction that Calvert-Lewin would come back and haunt his old team. He chested down a beautiful long ball from Michael Keane and hit the ball on the volley just wide. Uh, Sheffield United came fairly close, Oli Burke um, out-muscling Abdoulaye Dukure and nearly squeezing in a goal, similar to what he did against Man United, out-muscling the defender, working really hard to set up McGoldrick for one of his goals. Tight uh, game, sad for Sheffield United, now they're still winless and uh, things are looking more and more desperate for them. Everton, however, after this game moved up to second in the Premier League for the time being, stringing together four wins in a row for the second time this season. For Sheffield United, it's hard to know where the goals are going to come from. Maybe they're going to be active in the January transfer window. You've got to hope so because they're working hard. They're playing some decent stuff. It's just the final piece of the puzzle that's missing is putting the ball in the net. We'll see where they can go from here. Now on to Sunday, December 27th, and the first game of the day was Leeds hosting Burnley, which finished 1-0, a penalty by Patrick Bamford. Martin had predicted a 2-1 win, I had predicted a 3-2 win, and Tim had predicted a 3-0 win, so we all get two points for the win. Martin and myself, a bonus for the correct goal difference. A bit of controversy with the penalty, Nick Pope, when he challenged Bamford, seemed to get the ball before taking out the man. Nonetheless, the penalty was confirmed by VAR. Burnley can feel a bit aggrieved because they did have the ball in the net from Ashley Barnes but it was uh, ruled out after Ben Mee was, uh, challenged the goalkeeper Melier in the air. Seemed to have his eyes on the ball and was taken out by Melier but it was ruled a foul on the goalkeeper and the goal was not counted. Burnley as well had more shots and more shots on targets than Leeds 6-4 in that last category and Sean Dyche probably quite rightly was a bit aggrieved at the end of the game not to have gotten something from it and he felt that the refereeing got in the way of the game. Not the first time um, we've talked about VAR this season and how it's you know not applied uniformly 
but there's obviously still some teething problems there that need to be sorted out. A very entertaining game followed at the London Stadium with West Ham hosting Brighton, which finished 2-2. Martin predicted 2-0 home win for this, as did Tim. I myself went for a one-all draw. And there were quite a few good goals in this game, nicely taken finishes that came from fairly chaotic situations. Uh, Brighton dominated in the first half, worked the ball nicely down the left-hand side, and Neil Morpé made the most of a ricochet back to him, putting the ball in the net just before the stroke of half-time. In the second half, West Ham equalised through Johnson, and Lewis Dunk put Brighton ahead before Chris and I did not learn our fantasy lesson with uh, Salchek getting the equaliser for West Ham. Still a really, really good idea if you are looking for a cheap midfielder in your fantasy teams, uh, around 5 million, and he just gets important goals. Someone that you can't afford to miss out on, really. Brighton have now drawn three in a row, and West Ham are up into the top half of the table. Both sides playing nice football, so good to see things going well for them. The ninth game of game week 15 was Liverpool hosting West Bromwich Albion, a game which finished one all. None of us got this right. Martin predicted 4-0, I went for 5-0, and Tim Dunn went for 4-1. Uh, Liverpool had 78% possession during the game, 17 shots uh, to 5. However, West Brom won in terms of shots on target with three shots on goal compared to Liverpool's two. Uh, the first goal for Liverpool came from Sadio Mane, much to Martin's chagrin. A nice ball from defender Joel Matip into him. He also came close with a header. In the second half, uh, Semi Ajayi uh, scored a, a nice header for West Brom, his first goal in the EPL. When we were watching this game, I sent a message to, to Martin and to Chris to say, get him in your team. And Martin said, you know, that could be a pretty good shout, to be honest, with Sam Allardyce at the helm. Uh, at West Brom, he tends to have uh, teams that are pretty tight defensively. So a West Brom defender, if you're looking for one, could be a, a decent bet in the coming weeks. I have to mention as well, a very late chance from Roberto Firmino, who had a header brilliantly saved by Sam Johnson, the West Brom keeper, who, as we mentioned in last week's quiz, has the most saves out of any keeper in the Premier League, uh, denying Liverpool a win right at the death. And uh, Firmino couldn't do what he did against Tottenham and score a late winner there, thanks to Sam Johnson. We move on to Tottenham for the last game of the game week, uh, game against Wolves. Uh, this finished 1-1. Martin and I both predicted 1-1, so we both got perfect scores for that. Tim predicted a 2-1 away win. Um, started off great for Tottenham with Tangi and Dombele, uh, one of the few uh, shining lights for Tottenham in this game, scoring in the first minute. But Tottenham, as they have done so often under Mourinho, sitting back a bit um, and trying to soak up pressure and counter, which when you're one goal up, as we said before, doesn't really make uh, much sense in the Premier League these days. And once again, they were punished with a late header from Sais. Ben Davis completely lost him in the build-up, and it was quite an easy header in the end. Wolves also came close through Prudence and Fabio Silva once in each half. In fact, he had a late chance, a header which he probably should have put in to win the game for Wolves. Tottenham can feel quite fortunate in the end to perhaps get a point out of that. Wolves leading with six shots on targets to Tottenham's three. So that is game week 15 in the bag. We can now move on to a couple of games from game week 16 that have already taken place. We record this pod on a Monday and today is Monday, December 28th. 
Crystal Palace Leicester was the first game of this game week, which finished 1-1. We all got this wrong. Martin predicted a 2-1 away win. Tim and myself went for 3-0 away wins. It was a very, very good game. Uh, Leicester dominating possession, 17-4 in terms of shots. And uh, apparently Roy Hodgson said that it took an apoplectic team talk at half time uh, from Ray Lewington the assistant coach to get Crystal Palace motivated they lost 7-0 to Liverpool and 3-0 to 10-man Aston Villa coming into this game and were only level after Kaleshi Iheanacho had his penalty saved by Guaita and it seemed to um, have an impact Wilfred Zaha broke away and set free Andros Townsend on the right who played in a beautiful ball and uh, Zaha finished extremely well on the uh, on the volley to put Palace 1-0 up they maybe uh, deserve to hang on for that but Harvey Barnes put in a, a great strike his second in as many games uh, to uh, to grab a point for Leicester who move above Everton now into second place in the league Second game of the day was Chelsea-Aston Villa, which also finished 1-1, another game that we all got wrong. Martin went 3-1, I went 3-2, and Tim went 2-1 all for Chelsea. Chelsea went ahead through Olivier Giroud, who is now three goals in his last four league starts. And uh, Aston Villa equalised after the break with Martin's pick, Anwar El Ghazi, who has now scored five in five games for the Villains, who will probably be pleased with that point. Um, they had a bright start, but Chelsea came quite close a couple of times. Five shots on target compared to Aston Villa's two. Ben Chilwell had a really good shot at the death, a left foot volley which he hit with beautiful technique that just glanced off the outside of the post. Villa now move up to 5th and Chelsea up to 6th for the time being, but Tottenham, Southampton and Man City could all leapfrog them if they win their next games. Man City were in fact supposed to be playing today away at Everton. This was however postponed for four hours before kickoff due to Covid. Uh, Man City this week announced on Christmas Day that Kyle Walker and Gabriel De Jesus and two other staff members had tested positive for COVID-19 and the game was understandably postponed. Uh, just out of interest, Martin had predicted a 2-1 away win. I had gone for a 2-1 draw and Tim Dunn had predicted a 3-1 away win for Man City. But uh, this game is to be rescheduled and uh, now we don't know whether or not the game against Chelsea in game week 17 will take place or not. We will have to see. So this means we're up to date in terms of games played in game week 16. Uh, just as a recap, I'll run through our predictions for game week 16, the games that remain to be played. Brighton against Arsenal. Martin had predicted 1-1. I predicted a 2-1 home win. Tim Dunn predicted a 2-0 away win. Martin's wife Nat predicted a 1-0 draw. And my wife Cass predicted a 3-1 away win for Arsenal, which is probably a decent shout after their good win against Chelsea. Burnley against Sheffield United, we've all gone for home wins there, Martin 1-0, me 3-1, Tim 2-0. Southampton West Ham, we've uh, gone for 2-1 home win for Martin, 2-0 for me, a 2-all draw for Tim. West Brom Leeds, 2-all draw for Martin, a 2-1 away win and a 3-1 away win for Leeds for myself and Tim. Man United Wolves, um, it seems like this could possibly be a really good game. Um, Martin has gone for a 2-1 home win. I've gone for a 3-1 home win. Tim has gone for a surprise. Wolves winning 2-1 uh, at Old Trafford would be a great result if they could get it. 
Uh, and finally, on Wednesday, we have Tottenham playing Fulham. 3-0 for Martin, 1-0 for myself, 4-1 for Tim. Uh, Newcastle against Liverpool. Martin going for his classic Premier League 4-3 for Liverpool. I've gone for 4-1 and Tim has gone for 3-1 as well. So some of these results may be in by the time the pod is published. Uh, feel free to write to us at champlainfootballpodcast at gmail.com or to comment on uh, Instagram or Twitter. Let us know what you think about the games that are going on. So this is the holiday period, so that means that there are lots of game weeks going on and there is another one before we record our next pod. So we will go through our predictions for game week 17, which begins on Friday, January 1st. The first game is Everton at home to West Ham. Martin has gone for a 2-1 home win. I've gone for a 2-all draw. I just feel that West Ham might be able to pick up something here. Everton, however, on a really good four-game winning streak, so probably a good bet that they'll, they'll get a result there. Um, second game on the Friday is Man United hosting Aston Villa potential game of the week there Martin has gone for a 3-0 home win I have a feeling that Villa are going to sneak a result here Uh, Man United have been on form recently but I think that Villa are going to get something they've been playing really well look for El Ghazi to get on the score sheet Grealish to pull the strings and hopefully for my sake Ollie Watkins getting a goal for the first time in seven games We move on to Saturday, January 2nd. Tottenham host Leeds in the first game of this. Martin has gone for a 2-0 home win. I've gone for a 1-0 home win, hoping Tottenham will be able to to nick a a goal and uh, keep moving up the table. Important to get the results at this time of the season. And next game is Crystal Palace against Sheffield United. Martin has gone for a one-all draw. I've gone for a 2-1 home win. I think Palace put in a much better showing against Leicester today. So I think that they should have the impetus to, to push on and get some more results and climb up the table again. Brighton against Wolves is uh, the next game. Uh, Brighton and Wolves, both two teams that are playing well. Martin has gone for a one-all draw, and I've gone for a two-all draw as well. Um, thinking of maybe putting Fabio Silva in my fantasy team, he's he's getting lots of chances, and it's only a matter of time before he gets on the score sheet again. Uh, another excellent game caps off Saturday, West Bromwich Albion. At home to Arsenal, we've talked about uh, Sam Allardyce teams uh, against Arsenal and this could be a chance for West Brom to get a win. They set up very well, hard to break down. A draw against Liverpool and a draw against Man City, although under Slaven Bilic, could be um, a real confidence booster for West Brom and they could look to to get all three points. In fact, Martin has gone for a 2-1 home win in this game. I've gone a bit more conservative and uh, gone for a one all draw. We then move on to Sunday, which begins with Burnley hosting Fulham. We've both gone for home wins there. Burnley are a bit unlucky to lose to Leeds, so I reckon they're going to win 2-1. Martin has gone for 2-0. Barnes and Wood, perhaps on the score sheet for them. Followed up by Newcastle Leicester. Martin has gone for a 3-1 away win. Leicester on the counter-attack looking good. Um, However, I think this is going to be my surprise of the week. I think Newcastle are going to get the win. Hopefully Callum Wilson will be back uh, and on the score sheet for them. Finally, the last game on Sunday is Chelsea Man City. Um, Martin has predicted 1-1. I've predicted a 2-1 away win for City. However, with City's recent COVID-19 positive tests, there is no news at the moment whether or not this game will actually take place. Frank Lampard, after the Chelsea game against Villa, said he was in the dark about whether or not it was going to take place. So we will see. This could potentially be rescheduled as well. 
something to take in, into account for future fantasy games. City seeming to accumulate a lot of games in hand, so it could be useful to have some City players in the future. Final game of the game week is on Monday, uh, January the 4th. And this is Southampton hosting Liverpool. Uh, Martin has gone for a 2 on away win, and I have gone for a 3-0 away win. Uh, Southampton missing Vestergaard until the end of the month, and Liverpool have just got the attacking flair to, to do a bit of damage there, despite the, the quality that Southampton have. So, Tim, if you're listening to this, uh, feel free to send in your predictions, and anyone else who's listening as well, feel free to send us our predictions if you'd like us to read them out, and if you'd like to participate in our our competition last thing to talk about is our two cw teams who are both in eighth position in their respective divisions after an interesting game week celta vigo drew one all away at getafe despite having 62 percent possession yago aspas penalty after uh, damian suarez the uruguayan defender hit an absolute worldie for getafe if you've not seen this check this out on youtube uh, or on social media and not make the the celta player and hit a rocket from outside the box uh, into the into the top left corner nothing that Celta's keeper could could do about it but after that there were chances were few and far between and uh, a draw was probably the fair result uh, next game for Celta is on Wednesday the 30th of December at home to bottom club Huesca hopefully they can pick up three points then and then they follow this on on Saturday January 2nd away at Real Madrid not too much hope for that one but if they can get a result there that would be a real statement of intent since Martin is away I'll read out Cambridge their grudge match against Leighton Orient was 1-2-1 uh, Leighton Orient went 1-0 up in the first half but Cambridge came back with two goals within three minutes, one from uh, former Norwich City player and former Republic of Ireland international Wes Houlihan, who hit a nice strike from outside the box, and their second goal came from their top scorer, Paul Mullen, who now has 19 goals in 23 appearances this season, which is really, really impressive. The win uh, has Cambridge in eighth, but they could move up to fourth position with their, if they win their game in hand. Their next game is uh, against bottom club Stevenage away from home. Uh, and then they play third from bottom Grimsby on Saturday, January 2nd. So I think that's that. Uh, a bit of a brief roundup uh, this week with Martin and Chris away. We'll have more back and forth on the next pod. Um, feel free to write to us at champlainfootballpodcast at gmail.com to follow us on uh, Instagram or on Twitter, and feel free to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher, any of those. If you like the podcast, that would be great. So thanks for listening, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time.